The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, redneck punk rock Texans, or your grandmother. Then again, I've never met your grandmother. She may be way more into this than you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Knitting. I'm Sarah Kane. And I'm Lansing Mike. And this is going to be an interesting episode due to creative scheduling conflicts. We are recording this in multiple parts with multiple co-hosts. So yeah. all my fault because I've got things going on this weekend that are right dead center when we normally record on Sunday. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I can't record then. It's like, can we record Saturday? Okay. Well, that's yeah. stuff to talk about. Well, yeah. And we, also... We can record Saturday. Well, and also the big thing that... Well, the reason to record Sunday is because sometimes there's things that happen on Saturday nights. DBC, right. number six. And so it's nice to record so we can include talking about those. Well, I can't go to DBC tonight because of the same <laughs> things that are keeping me busy. I'm I sing in the men's chorus here in Lansing and our big concerts this weekend. So hey, when you're hearing this, sorry, it's over, too late. Catch you, us in Christmas. You've already you've already missed the summer concert. They will have a booth at Lansing Pride, probably, but will not be performing. It's always complicated. Yeah, it, yeah, Lansing Pride. Uh, the logistics of Lansing Pride need needs an expert or well, five. Yeah. To be horribly honest, every organization, not just Lansing, but you know, imagine most organizations can use a bit more organization. And yeah. as such, when you have two, <laughs> when you have two organizations that aren't completely on top of things, then sometimes things happen. Like that's last two years, we were scheduled to sing at Pride, although we had never agreed to because of miscommunications on both parts and then as like i don't have the time to kind of figure out who's really at fault because you know blah who cares that's you. yeah plus you're you're just a choir member i mean are you or are you part I'm of on the, the board oh you're on the board so it, it's, it's worse not than that. It, it's oh boy so positions yeah. of power not that i do that much about it but it's like i didn't mean to be on the board i did not run for board but the board, so a certain member just like was elected, and it's like, oh, I can't do this. And then I get a call, it's like, can you be on the board? And I'm like, are you desperate? Yeah. Yes. Because we don't have a quorum. And I'm like, okay, I'll be it. Uh, kind of like how I ended up as president of Lansing Ball. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, we're not a huge organization, so it's not well, that big yeah. of a deal. But, you know, yeah, that's how I usually fall into board positions. It's like, okay, you're on it, and then inertia and i just never get off but um as such yeah so concerts this weekend so that's why i'm not doing lots of stuff okay. <laughs> kink wise one housekeeping item that i do want to bring up a hairy prone companion is now available through google play which is google's answer to itunes and so if you have an android phone you can now listen to a hairy prone companion without having to download any external podcatcher app you can do it right from google play and another nice thing about that is that google play streaming 
on T-Mobile is part of their binge on package, so it doesn't count against your mobile data. Oh, okay. So making it easier to listen to a Harry Prone companion. Yeah, I got it approved just Friday. Oh. So yeah, I'm happy to see that. Um, the Empire grows. <laughs> yeah. So Our we reach. we are available on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. So please, however you get this podcast, go out, leave a like, a review, a reblog, a rating, so that the syndicator services know that this is actually being listened to by literally dozens of people. Tell your friends. Actually, I just told a friend about it, and she was very excited about listening. I'm like, you're going to hear an awful lot about me you probably don't necessarily want to know. And she, I think her response was she doesn't really have much in the way of boundaries to begin with. And I was like, oh, I actually kind of know that about her. So, so if she's listening, hi. Hi. Yeah, no, one of, one of my friends who is a retired Army and commutes from Livonia to downtown Lansing mm-hmm. every day, listens to us and, and you know he's married with wives and kids and uh, wives cool well one current one former okay i was so, gonna say if he has yeah. current you know multiple current wives and that puts him right into the queer category so to speak because you know it's yeah. like poly you know poly is you know part of the spectrum like yay cool king but okay got it yeah and he likes the the banter and the energy that we have <laughs> with each other but he has admitted to um, fast forwarding through some of the more detailed sections of the podcast understood well i mean i can yeah. understand too because yeah we get into depth on some things that just aren't like okay I this is nothing I'm really necessarily interested in. So yeah, so we'll we'll, I uh, we'll I, fast forward to the crochet. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad. Yeah, I don't feel you know. It's like I was like, okay, I'm glad they're there, but it's like I don't need to hear this. Yeah, it would be nice if in um, an MP3 file you could have subdivisions where I could mark. Okay, here's this section. You know, a new section starts here. No, new section like, starts here. And, I've seen in yeah. show notes. I mean, you know, if you want to throw another two, three hours into this. <laughs> yeah. I've seen people where, like, podcasts. Time stamp it. Yep. Yeah. It's like, at, you know, 40 minutes into it, we start talking about this. And, you know, oh, and spoilers for this there. So if you want to avoid that, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which is, I think, I don't need that yeah. for my first listen through, but so often I listen to podcasts and then it's like, oh, I hear something useful or interesting. And then you want to be able to go back without having to listen to the entire hour, or yet. even know which podcast it was on. It's like <laughs> which episode was that on where they talked about that, and it's like where did? And it's like you're unless you took notes along the way. So, well, if you look at the descriptions that I write up, they tend to be um, humorous and suggestive of mm-hmm. what's actually on the podcast. So that doesn't work really well with timestamps because I'll pick out one thing you know, kind of a, a background item that, that we just touch on and riff on and expand on that. And you might be able to remember if you, like, if you're like, oh, I really want to hear that one where they talk about sex work. It's like, which episode was that? And yeah, the, yeah, and the notes are, the notes are detailed enough that at least I was able to roll back through the notes mm-hmm. and uh, point out to a new listener which episodes we talk about certain things. So, yeah, because from so that, that whole description, yeah. I know, because I was part of it, I know, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's when we talked about, you know, that little oblique reference you give. It's like, yes, that's where we're talking about that. That's where we're talking about that. That's where we're I'm talking sure, about I'm sure, you know, maybe someone's listened, then, yeah, they could go back and say, okay, yeah, that's 
I was referring to, you know. Yes, yeah. It the the references are oblique, but they are unexpected blowjobs. <laughs> Surprise! Unexpected and unwelcome blowjobs. I think I gave that story. It's somewhere in there. If uh, not, so I'll I'll check the notes, and if not, we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> I think it was in response to Camp It, so which uh, I will be going to. Yay! Yay! Due to the fact that they have raised the rates on my health insurance, oh, boo. the original plan was to go to camp it for a full week, which, I mean, during the week, the rates are just amazing. I mean, they've got really, really good rates there. Um, but now we're just going to do a long weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, okay. in one of the sleeper cabins. And it is going to be August uh, 26th. Hmm. Through the 29th. So the weekend before Labor Day weekend. And the the, the cabins, if the ones I'm thinking of, they're quite nice. I mean, they're they're smaller. They're basically big enough for the mattress. And, but I think they have a little air conditioning unit. And, yes. And they are uh, a little porch. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like if it's a horrible weekend and it's raining, you can still like just sit on the porch and enjoy being outside. And so, uh, yeah, those cabins are cute little. And they're portable because they're basically trailers. And mm-hmm. so they don't count as permanent, uh, you know, fixtures. Yeah. And, yeah. and so they can also be moved around. And yeah, I, I've known people who stayed in them. They're quite nice. I'll probably be there, I think, uh, the weekend of June 25th. Okay. So, so we won't be recording that weekend. Uh, yeah, because I, well, depending on what time I get back, I, I, you know, it's what, a couple hours to get back from it and. You know, about yeah, not ninety minutes to two hours. And yeah, it's on really Sunday, not that it's, far away. Yeah, and on and on Sunday, it's pretty much just a matter of packing up and you know. So may, maybe we'll record at four o'clock instead of two o'clock that Sunday, and you can regale us with your oh, oh, yeah. adventures at camp. It, but mostly because I have a friend who's having a birthday party in that area, and it's like, oh, hey, maybe make a weekend of it. And yeah, I haven't been camping in a couple of years, and I just need to get back. Yeah, and I mean, you on earlier episode you've talked about it and how much you enjoyed it and keith has wanted to check out uh Saugatuck mm-hmm. for a long time and it makes a nice you know base of operations to you know check out the do, do the west side of the state and yeah. although i do tend to like when i do go it'll be odd because like i said i'll be going and then leaving in the afternoon to go to a, this birthday party but um usually when i go i'm there to be there which some people are like huh and it's like well you know I'm there to be social, so, you know, there's people staying there, and, you know, during the day, you just take it slow and hang out at the pool, and, you mm-hmm. know, and then in the evenings, there's people having bonfires, and you kind of wander around, and it's just kind of like, it's almost like the room party culture at cons, because, you know... I, I can see that. There's definitely, you know, campsites set up for, to be inviting for people to just wander in and chat, and, you know... Or more. <laughs> and there's always stuff, well, not so much at the camp sites, there's... There's more designated places for that. The barracks. <laughs> Not, uh, do they have, I don't think they, there's trails. Uh, it's more like nature trails. Um, I think it's the dunes that has the barracks. <laughs> Camp It has barrack style camp. Camp It has a bunkhouse. Oh, because that's new then since I've been there. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I was looking, they've got. That must be in the west, maybe that's in the west side. Maybe. Because uh, I, I was looking at prices and options. And they range from rustic camping, mm-hmm. RV camping, bunkhouse, which is basically a hostel, mm-hmm. sleeper cabin, which is which which is the one that we decided to go with, which is basically a box with an air conditioning unit and a bed, and you use the uh, ba- uh, group mm-hmm. bathhouse, which you know people actually use to bathe. 
<laughs> what a concept, up to resort level cabins that have plumbing and kitchens okay. and all sorts of amenities for I'm a rustic camper myself. It's like I just oh, I, give me I two give me a two trees that I can throw my hammock on and I'm set. Oh, I did too much of that in the Boy Scouts. I can't sleep on the ground. Anymore. Oh no, that's why I have a hammock. Because <laughs> I do not like being on the ground. It's you know, no matter how well you know, how well you set up your camp or how waterproof the tent might be, if it's raining I'm just like trying to sleep at night and just worried that, okay, what corner is water leaking and turning my sleeping bag into just one giant sponge that yeah. will make me hypothermic by the morning. Yeah. I mean, we, we theoretically could do the camping. We'd want to get like cots that, you know, yep. lift you up about a foot and, you know, a nice redress pad and a space blanket and mosquito netting. But by the time we've bought all of that, it's cheaper for us to just it's it's go a worth it's a worthwhile investment if you're gonna yeah. be using it several yeah. times this summer. But you know, it's like, hey, the first few times, yeah, use the use the the cabins they you have there and then you get to actually check out the place too. I was like, okay. Yeah. So uh last night was Lansing Paws first Friday mm-hmm. and I was late because I had other things going on that yeah. were longer than I expected, but that's cool because yeah. it was a good time. Got there, had just missed you. You had left, but then yeah, you came more, back. more yeah, more yeah. about that in a minute. But yeah, it was a good, uh, good crowd. Um, you know, good number of people there. Uh, you know, about the same I think as we've been having, but mm-hmm. little, you know, a lot of the same. But you know, some returning faces and all that. So that was good. Um, nice was that. Um, this is after you left for the night. Some people came in who obviously were there for leather night. Uh, one guy who had a vest and a little harness oh, cool. and shorts. Another guy came in leather shorts. All right. And a t-shirt. And it's funny because they came in, but then they went past the corner where we're all at. Mm-hmm. Because I think they didn't know anyone really there. And we're just mingling and talking to other people. But I knew them well enough that, you know, on my way out, I was like, hey. And they had heard about it. They knew that, you know, leather night was trying to be another, a thing at Yay. Esquire again. Yay. So, I, and I think i know people that we i mean i know them but i don't remember telling them but i think we have people in common actually no i think i have actually told them at some point earlier on yeah so i think may have been just word of mouth that you know when i had run into him at the bar maybe on another first friday maybe maybe yeah because that's usually i mention it it's like when people are kind of looking at the corner it's like what are these people and you know who's the person the the, with the puppy head and tail so yeah, so that's or like, or the full Wilfred suit. I don't. I haven't seen. Oh yes, I've seen yes, that earlier on. Yes, yes, you you've seen that one. Well, I mean, last night we did have someone in um oh the the body suit. Yes, uh, which was getting. It's funny because it's like put put some you know skinny boys in latex or a body suit, and the women come out of the woodwork. Whether they're lesbians playing pool who are fascinated or just you know. Women who are just there because they're there with friends. If right. someone's coming up, it's like, oh, I love this outfit. <laughs> well, and, you know, plus that particular suit was black and hot pink. Mm-hmm. So it was very eye-catching. Very and the guy who wears that, let's be honest, he's an attention whore. He loves, he loves all the attention that he gets with that. So, so it was, yeah, yeah, like I showed up and... um 
you know, and just uh, there's you know, there's always someone who brings treats. So yes, yes. So we, dog treats and human treats, and they usually tend to be, you know, vegan, gluten-free. They tend to be very safe for the masses. Yes, um, no, yeah, no, no nuts, no gluten, no processed were, sugars. I think there were, like, oatmeal bars that had craisins in the middle. It was, yeah, oh, they were oatmeal, raisins, craisins, and I think some other dried fruit. I think there was also banana in it to kind of hold it together yeah. and make it moist, so... So, and a lot of Red Bull was going around. Yes, lots and lots of Red Bull. Well, I mean... Well, I think, I mean, I would have been tempted myself because, you know, by that point in the evening, mine kind of flagging. And, and honestly, it's kind of yeah. funny because for me, it's like, you know, I always think, well, you know, I drink and it makes me more social. It's like, it's more the energy level. So honestly, it's like I can be just as social and just as outgoing when I'm jazzed up on Red Bull or caffeine because I, it's like, okay, I'm awake, I'm alert. Okay, let's... You know, be out there. Yeah. I think with me is a lot of my shyness just comes from like low energy. Well, you know, then, and the evening comes and it's like, I'm just like, <sighs> it's like, okay, I'll sit in the corner and interact and react, but I'm just not going to put myself out there because it's like, I'd rather be asleep in bed. <laughs> well then, yeah, perhaps you, you should consider shifting from the depressant of alcohol to the uppers of a can of Red Bull Blueberry. Or mix the two together, not... Red Bull Blueberry, but uh, what was it? Jaeger bombs? Jaeger bombs. Uh, Red Bull and Jaegermeister. It is Red Bull and Jaegermeister. Red Bull and vodka is popular. That would be uh, better because Jaegermeister, it's anise. I just do not yeah, care no. for the anise flavored drinks, and there are so many of them. <laughs> Although, one, uh, one drink I ran across recently that I think I would enjoy um, is called a Flaming Beaver. Mm hmm. It is a bottle of woodchuck, Ooh. hard cider, mm -hmm. and a shot of fireball as a chaser. Oh, okay. So you get the apple cinnamon together. I think I'd enjoy that, but yeah. They so do you have to slam the woodchuck or? No, or... You, no you would slam the fire fireball first and then follow it up with the woodchuck. Wood okay. Yeah. I see. Uh, except they don't have woodchuck at Esquire. They've got Strongbow, which isn't nearly as, well, or... They've got different ciders, but wood, Woodchuck is not one of them. I think they sometimes have Angry Orchard. Yeah, but Woodchuck is really, really sweet. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, Strongbow is much drier. But, so, yeah, the reason why I left... Oh, Lord. Okay. I have been trying to connect. Hook up. Be naked in the same space as... One guy... Will remain nameless for a while, and this guy and I have very compatible kinks. I mean, mm -hmm. I have a long list of kinks that I am into, ranging from starter to varsity to Olympic level. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he matches on those kinks better than anybody else that I have met in person. Mm -hmm. Met some people on the internet who claim, but yeah, he he clicks on all of those and I have no reason to believe that he is lying about any of those kinks. He So he, this is not an actual trying out yet, this because you haven't tried out yet. This is actually just in talking. It's like, oh, you do that, I do that. Yes. Hey. Yes. And he talks a good enough 
game at it. I hate that I said it that way, but he has in-depth enough knowledge of all of the kinks that I know that he's not... Just a poser. Yeah, like, he's not just posing. Ooh, I like that too, yeah. When yeah. people do that, and it's like, well, you've never done that, have you? <laughs> right, no. He, he, he had enough details and enough stories that, yes, he is into all of these things, including the high-level stuff. And I'm like, great! I want... I want to get along with you and... Get get along with you in a hotel room, do horrible things with you, and leave a $50 tip for the maid to clean it all up afterwards. So, we were going to meet up in April, and that fell through. We were going to meet up in May, and that fell through. We were going to meet up in, in first Friday, June, before... Lansing before the first Friday event started okay. at like five o'clock. Mm-hmm. That, that that was the plan. And meet up at five o'clock, do horrible things to each other, take a quick shower. Um, and proceed to first Friday with pr- a pr- proceed to he- first fr- healthy glow of uh, yeah, with a healthy glow and and a mile wide smile. That fell through. Then. He said, okay, we need to push this back to about 10.30. I'm like, mm. okay, fine, I can get then First you Friday. First Friday. Stu- yeah, I got First Friday started. I handed off to mm. uh, one of the other members saying, hey, can you take care? I, I got someone I need to take care mm. of. Um, can you handle the banner for me? And he's like, sure. And so I left about 10.30. And... Which is right, uh, right before I showed up. So right. I showed up and it's like, oh, Brent already left. And I was picturing, so I hadn't realized the reason you left. And I thought, oh, he was just tired and had a long week. And it's like, okay, I got to go home now. And I'm like, shoot, I want to get together and talk to him about podcast stuff. And, and it's like, oh, well, fair enough. We can just text and yeah, we, we can do this otherwise. So I was like, wow. Yeah, and then and then later you came back and I was like, "Oh, he's back. Cool, we can talk about podcast stuff." Not knowing why you were back, which, <laughs> which okay, why was I back? Because we we you know he he left and said, you know, I'll shoot you my my room number. Mm-hmm. I said, I expect to be there about ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, I go, I leave, I send send him a text saying, "What's a good word?" You know. I make it there to the notel. Mm-hmm. I park in an out-of-the-way corner. I send another text. I try to call. I Facebook. Nothing. And then, you know, I wait for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm already grumpy at this point. <laughs> and Out of the mood, basically. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And then I start, you know, driving back home. And I get a call from him uh, that says, uh, had a bad reaction to the Chinese food. I got to cancel. Which, yeah, it's like one of those things that, you know, for what you, know, you might be doing, it's like you kind of want to be yeah. at, at a somewhat, you know, yeah, a certain level of, you know, feeling fit. <laughs> right. And I said some things that out of frustration and anger and... As people can be prone to do. Yes, it's, I mean... It, it's it's not the initial reaction I think we should necessarily be judged on. It's how we deal with it after the fact. It's like I'm... Whenever I'm hit with news or unexpected stuff, I tend to be a cranky, grumpy, 
asshole, basically. Uh, ask my coworkers. It's like, hit me with something new yeah. I wasn't expecting and say, you know, and I'm just like, Ugh. and yeah. I found the best I can do is just to shut up and not take part in conversation, just shut down, which is I did actually earlier this week. I was very proud of something was going on that I really wanted to comment on. I knew it was going to blow up into a conversation that would not serve anyone very well. And I just downed my beer really quick and left the table and said, have a good evening, gentlemen, and left. And Before the drama bomb hit. Oh, the drama bomb was exploding. I just didn't want to like, <laughs> throw extra fuel yeah, onto the, it and, and yeah. turn it nuclear, which, you know, it, you know, it was, a, it was a, you know, a, a, you know, bunker buster as it was. If I had participated, it would have gone nuclear. <laughs> and yeah. so it's like, no, and walked home and fumed and had a bad night of sleep that night. But, you know, felt better in the morning. At least it's I hadn't escalated it and it's like okay but yeah so in the heat of the moment yes words can yeah, be said yeah and, and we can be kind of you know stomp yeah. on feelings yes and he he has a lot of chaos in his life right now and once that chaos calms down mm-hmm. um then you know i would be open to connecting with him again but i at this point, I can't throw any more energy in that direction. I've I've used up my limit of spoons on you. Well, and the yeah. thing is, I think you know, it's like if something does come, it's going to have to come like kind of like spontaneously. Like, oh, a situation where you both happen to be, and it clicks, and it's like, okay, this can happen. But it's the planning. And yeah, the, I'm, for me, it's the the planning and when the planning falls through because. Honestly, again, I do not react well to changes of plans. So I get savagely disappointed when I have something in my mind I want to do and something else pops up. It's like, oh, I mean, that was kind of first Friday. I had in my mind, go to first Friday, go to first Friday, go moderately early, you know, nine-ish or so. Yeah. uh, See people. And then suddenly impromptu friend who I really like having a birthday party. And it was impromptu, you know, just announced it, you know, a week ahead of time. And I'm like, my first reaction was like, God damn it. It's like yeah. there's competing things that I both <laughs> want to do. And I thought, well, why not? Yeah. Party starts at 7. I can throw in a good two, three hours there and then, you know. Head out. Yeah, and hit the bar. And I did. And like I said, and, you know, I got there a little bit after you had left. So 10.30ish or so. And felt like I would missed out on a bunch. But there's still lots of people there. And it was still a good oh, yeah, time. But, so. Yeah, I mean, there weren't that many people there before you showed up. Okay. Yeah, it was a much smaller crowd. Mm-hmm. But. So, but yeah. so yeah, so that, yeah. So, um, yeah, I can, the disappointment and I think, yeah, the thing is, um, you know, the, whatever is said at the heat of the moment, as long as, you know, you know, after things are cooled down, then kind of like you put it in perspective. I mean, also there's a rejection. I mean, even though there's a good reason for it, you yes. know, that you had something lined up and it didn't happen. I know I respond, you know, it, I take rejection way too personally. And, yeah, you know, and something like that happens to me, and I'd just be like, "Oh, what did I do wrong? What's wrong? Oh, they're only saying that they want to do this stuff. They really don't want to, but they're too polite to not do it." And I always go worst case scenarios where you know it's me yeah. and blaming myself, and it's like at some point it's like, "Nope, they just you know things happen, and sometimes it doesn't happen." Yeah, and yeah, it was it was really the the fact that it was the third time mm-hmm. that it happened. I mean, once or twice can be written off to bad luck, right? But and also yeah. and that doesn't mean that I'm yeah it doesn't mean I'm gonna cut them off. I've had friendships like that. Um, 
met someone online, chatted up. Um, I think honestly, he was a bit more into me than I was into him. And, you know, because he was like, he just wasn't my type physically, but he was a decent mm-hmm. enough guy, good dinner partner, you know, I was more than willing to hang out and it looked like he needed, you know, kind of a social circle, you know, and it's like, okay, let's do this. But two thirds of the time we'd make plans, it, they fell through, they wouldn't yeah. happen. And the reasons were always, I mean, sometimes it was health reasons. He had some health issues and honestly, it's like, he goes, I just don't have the energy or that to do this. And it's like, that's completely acceptable mm-hmm. you know un- understandable but a lot of times it was like oh i forgot my family's doing a big thing for my dad tonight and it's like and you didn't know that and so i just realized um kind of flaky doesn't keep track of his own schedule you know so he'll make plans when he already has other plans i just right. realized no i can't count on this and you know that was also i mean i thought eh, something physical could eventually happen you know it's like if i like him we click well enough i could see but that level of like, you know, not, you know, uh, flakiness, let's put just right. like, nope, nope, I'm not getting that too close to my life. Still will do dinner occasionally. And it's funny though, but the last time I ran into him, I ran to him on the street and like said hi. And he just like, you know, was like, oh, stranger talking to me. Um, it's when I'd grown my beard and, ah. and I, I looked very different than when we last had hung out. And then he was like, oh, my. And it's like, yes. That's why well, he didn't recognize and, you. And you do look very different with and without a yes. beard. Yeah, the beard just died because it was sticky and hot in summer. I'm like, fuck it. I've had it for two years. And the people who were really into my beard wanted to have sex with me because of it and never have carried through yet. So it's like, fair enough. They had their chance. Now I'm clean shaven. <laughs> yeah, speaking of hot and sticky, I need to get my head shaved again. Uh, one of these days when I got the budget. So... Yeah. So, I mean, it's, a, it's, 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 it's unfortunate, but yeah, you just have to protect yourself and just, you know, I, like I said, I have friendships like that, that we just like, you know what to expect. Once you know what to expect, then you just protect yourself. It's like, oh yeah, we got to do this. And it's like, okay. And you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if the opportunity comes up again, I will jump at it, but. But if know, it requires canceling other plans yes. to make space for it and then also going out of your way. I mean, I think yeah, that no. mine would be like, if we can make it so it's very convenient for me, then yes, let's do this. Because if it does fall through again for the fourth, fifth, or sixth Six time, time, then yeah. I haven't lost out on anything. Like, right. In I your mean, place, I, in I, your... I haven't spent a bunch of money. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. You weren't sitting in a room that you just paid for waiting for someone to show up. It, yeah. Yeah. So, um, But the, the other thing was... um. You know, I probably would have canceled out on that as soon as the time change happens. Because like I said, I don't react to change well. So it's like, hey, let's get together at 5 before. Cool. And I was like, oh, I can't get together at 5. Let's do 10. I'd be like, no, let's do it another day then. Because well, once you shift, yeah. once plans change for me, they feel they don't feel as solid. And I'm just like, oh, no, this this is this is not as stable as it was. It might not happen. And I'm already leery and just like, nope, I'm just going to well, stick to this. Well, I, I mean, he, he, he's cute enough and hot enough that I'm willing <laughs> to roll with that. And, you know, he was at the bar. Oh, and, the and, things we do for hotness. Yeah, yes, the things we do. He was at the bar, so we got to have, you know, some phys- But, I mean, it just ended up being a tease. And I just added to the horny frustration when it finally collapsed. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. All right. Moving on. Yeah. You stated at the bar last night that you've got some crafting things. Yeah, going on. I mean, craft-wise, it's like uh, I still I have to dig down and find my scarf for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the scarf bag's hidden somewhere. But no, I'm um, just uh, I the dangerous thing of coming across uh, you know YouTube 
uh, videos of something. And it's like, hey, look what I'm making. And it's like, I could make that. I just need some cardboard and paint. And yeah, and, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, making little train things for gaming stuff. And it's like, I don't really use these, but I like the look of them. So, so yeah. And then we had a shipment of some big equipment at come into our uh, work. And so it was boxed in the nice double corrugated cardboard, which is the basis for what you need from building this stuff. And I'm like, there's so much of it. So I'm like harvesting it, you know, cutting it down into manageable size pieces. So I can put it in my car and it's like, oh, you're recycling it? And it's like, no, I'm stealing it. And it's like, for what? And it's like crafting stuff. What kind of crafting stuff? And I'm like gaming train. And then there's just that blank look from them. And I'm like, that's why you should have just gone down this rabbit hole of asking me my business because it wasn't anything that's going to, you know. Yep. It's like, hey, it's like, you're just curious. And now you found out and it didn't make your life any better. Oh, but who wow. knows? Maybe they were like hoping I was going to say something else. It's like, you know. They, they, they kinky, were trying... kinky, kinky things you can make with cardboard, and it's like, yeah, I'm into that too. And yeah, I'm trying to think of any kinky things you could do, and unless it's through the line of cosplay, superhero fantasy, yeah, hey, yeah, you probably make a cool pup hood out of you know, double corrugated cardboard, probably, be, you know, and be kind of boxy, but you you know, paint it, yeah, dip it in you know, tool, you know, grip dip stuff, and then yeah, interesting. Thing to it, yeah. Be a be a Minecraft pup with with that boxy look to you. So yeah, so that was one thing, and uh, then I again I at the birthday party I had saw a friend crocheting and was just amused by the fact that yeah someday I'm going to need to learn. Well, well, it's funny because she was talking about how she goes, you know what did it for me? She goes, there's this book. I'm thinking, I know what title you're going to say, and it's the one I found myself at uh -huh. Joanne's and bought. It's like I can't believe I'm crocheting. So it's like <laughs> it gives me hope. She's like. It, it taught me. I'm like, cool. So, All right. Well, that ends this section of A Harry Prone Companion. It'll just be a couple of seconds for you guys, but for me, it's going to be about 24 hours. And when we come back, it will be myself and Veritas69. And welcome back to A Harry Prone Companion. Mike is off performing, so I have with me the wonderful, the shiny... Veritas 69. <laughs> Shiny? Wow, polish. Shiny. Well, yeah, well <laughs> you know, all of your rubbers are immaculately maintained and have a high-gloss shine on them any time I've put them on. So well, We try. I mean, for the money you sink into that stuff, so... Yeah, you want to make it look good, want to take good care of it, so... Yeah. So, an apology to all the listeners. I know... That several of you do listen uh, to live vicariously through the recaps of things like the Detroit Bondage Club and uh, Number Six Dungeon, and I did say that I was going to go to Detroit Bondage Club, but um, yeah, last night when it got to be about that time to head out, I looked at my car and I said, "I really don't have the energy or the inclination to drive ninety minutes. And I'm just too pooped to get the." full enjoyable experience out of Detroit Bondage Club. So I stayed home. I do know that one of the members of Lansing Paw did attend, or at least said he was going to attend. And so maybe sometime before the next one, I can snag him and have him do a recap of DBC. But be that as it may, the reason why I wanted to have Veritas on this week was so that he could recap Last week, which was, oh yeah, Memorial Day weekend, and the most interesting weekend in Chicago. 
IML weekend. Well, it's a little more than IML weekend. What some people don't know is, I guess it's Bear Pride weekend. Yes. Yep. And probably even less known, except if you're in the bondage community, is it's also Shibari Khan. And so it's a big rope weekend over there, too. But you have to know where that's located. But you have that. You have the big IML contest. And IML is a contest itself. Truth be told here, I've never attended the contest because it's yeah. it's a wonderful thing, but it's just there are a lot of contestants, mm-hmm. and it takes a long time to go through that many contestants. And they, yeah. I give them credit because they don't try and make it a beauty contest. It's meant to be a contest to where the contestants talk about what they've done for the community, what right. they've done for AIDS charities, for gay charities, things like that, which I commend them. It's wonderful. But to sit in an auditorium, to hear that from 40-odd contestants. I think they were up to 60-odd this year. It, be- it, it was a lot. I, I don't have exact numbers, but I I saw the group photo, and it was a lot of guys oh, yes. there. Oh, yes, there always is. And it, it's interesting because... IML for me is a big shopping trip mm-hmm. because it's probably one of the best markets you're going to find, at least in the Midwest, as far as size goes. But it's fun because when you go around, you will see more men in, and women in yes. vests with, you know, the the patches saying, you know, for what, for what they've yeah. won, what title holder yeah. they are, Mr. what year. Yeah, Mr. Something or Another, right, 1983 or, yeah. Ms. something. Ms. Or Pup. I actually saw a couple of Pup holders as well that had that had uh, vests on, and I forget what the what the specific title was, but there were a couple of Pup holders too, which I thought was really cool. Hadn't seen that yet, so that was something new. But otherwise, IML is a big shopping trip for me, Mm -hmm. and uh, and it's also a wonderful place for eye candy. I uh, you get views there that you just don't get anywhere else. Unfortunately. IML again this year was at the Congress Hotel, <sighs> yeah, which yeah. is right by Buckingham Fountain there, um, at, uh, right in central Chicago. Unfortunately, the Congress is quite old, and it doesn't really lend itself to this kind of a convention. And it doesn't have the power behind its AC for this kind of a convention. That's true. I mean, they have some unique rooms. There are a couple of the, the ballrooms that they have the vendors set up in, and some of them are really clap. They look like they're something like right out of, you know, uh, the 1800s or something. They have mm-hmm. you know, frescoed ceilings and gold leaf and things like that, but that's not enough to, to really work with as far as, right. you know, lend it to this kind of a, a convention. Unfortunately, the rooms aren't as big. I mean, I when I started going to IML, they were at the Hyatt, and I stayed at the Hyatt myself this year again. And you stayed there last year with me, and those were very nice rooms. And I, I could see how you could have nice size room parties, e- even in just you know a double room or, Definitely. or a king room. Yeah. Definitely. Now that and the thing with the the Hyatt is the Hyatt was big enough that I've had heard they had sold out some of the years that they were at the mm-hmm. Hyatt because they were at the Hyatt a number of years, but they didn't always sell out. Um, but there, it's just such a huge hotel. But it was such right. a good, you know, business for them. They were willing to close up to do it. But the Congress is much smaller, and from what I heard, there were hotels around the Congress that had sold out. But you could, as of Friday of IML, could have walked into the Congress and gotten a room at the Congress. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, there was a lot of griping about the rooms at the Congress themselves, and I guess there's a newer section that. 
people say is okay, and but they were put in some of the older rooms and came down and said, no, we're not staying in this. You have to put us somewhere else. So I'm sure it was those rooms that didn't get used. So it was kind of unfortunate. Now I'm having buying so much gear as I do. I do know a lot of the vendors, so mm-hmm. I get a little bit of an insight on what's going on. And several of the vendors told me that it looks like IML is going to be the Congress again next year. So that's, I guess the plan is they'd like to alter that if they can, but contracts being what they made, they might not be able to get out of it. Right. So right. Yeah. it's hard to say. So it may very well be at the Congress again next year. Well, I'm thinking next year, then I'll probably just do claw again. And mm. I don't know, maybe if somehow my company signs a great big new contract and we all get massive raises, <laughs> Maybe I will take the Amtrak in, at least from East Lansing, gets into Chicago about 10 Mm o'clock, then hop on bus or whatever to get to the Congress or as close as possible, pay 10 bucks for the wristband, wander around the vendor mart, look at my watch. Oh, it's uh, five o'clock and the train to Lansing leaves at six. Bye. (laughs) And, And head back. The only problem with that is I would end up spending, I think, about a hundred bucks on train travel. Mm-hmm. But when my husband and I went to Chicago to get married, we took the train from Flint. And I mean, it's a very pleasant trip on Amtrak. I mean, every single seat has a power outlet because it's a diesel electric train. And they have, quote, Wi Fi. They've got video and audio streaming blocked off. And it runs off of the cell towers, but I mean, for just browsing the internet, you know, you can save your your data. And oh yeah, they've got a cash bar, <laughs> and you can get up and walk around. And yeah, it's much it's much nicer than driving. It is so much nicer than driving. I feel. And plus, I don't if I do that, I don't have to pay to park my car in Chicago. That's going up too. I paid pretty substantial amount to park my car the two nights and um and it's just chicago is getting expensive there's yeah. more and more so it seems to be year to year you're seeing more increases so that's kind of a difficulty unfortunately yeah. i do know that neptune when he went found a place like in michigan city indiana or something mm-hmm. like that um that is on the metro line that you can park for free and then get into the city for only $15. So if you wanted to drive halfway, you you can save a lot, but still you don't have to pay for parking, (laughs) which makes life a lot easier. Oh, so yeah. So anyway, it, uh, I did quite a bit of shopping around. I was able to talk to a number of the vendors, as I said, and got their opinions of what was going on. And, you know, it, uh, the vendor mart, First, I was going to say that it had shrunk again, but they actually had carved out some larger ballrooms on the first floor and put a couple of the larger vendors there, and I almost missed those rooms. They had the vendors spread between three different rooms. Mm -hmm. At one time, when you and I went the year before, they had more on the third floor. Right, yeah. The the main mark, there was almost nothing on the ground floor, which I think is a reasonable idea to uh, separate it a bit from... You know, wandering public who happen to end up in the Congress Hotel, especially if they don't sell out. But yeah, that most everything was on the second floor with a few more on the third floor. Yep. Well, this year they took a couple of the extra ballroom 
times. I think um, there were like three or four good size vendors and some that I hadn't seen before that had some really unique stuff. That's always the fun part is when you go and you get to see who's got new things. Mm -hmm. That's always fun. I saw a really sharp jacket that was very expensive that if they'd had it my size, I almost would have bought it because it was a, <laughs> it was a leather jacket yeah. in a cream color okay. that had been embossed with a Tom of Finland picture, a Tom of Finland Ooh. drawing. It was gorgeous. I don't know that I could have worn it out in public, but <laughs> you you might have been able to get away with wearing it to First Friday, mm -hmm. and that's about it. And you'd have to have a nice trench coat over it <laughs> for, until you get to the bar. Exactly. And you could probably only wear it for, you know, two or three First Fridays in the dead of winter. But yes. yeah. Yes. But it, it was really, really nice. Um, the usual suspects were there, or I say suspects, the usual vendors that we all have come to know and love. Northbound Leather was there, mm -hmm. Rubio Leather, who I've done quite a bit of business with. I've ordered some new clothes from them. And uh, uh, Northbound, let's see, Fort Trough was there. Uh, Mr. S. Mr. S, of course. They always of have course, a massive Mr. S booth is there. In there. Yes, they always have a massive booth. For those of you who listen to podcasts, there's Watts the Safe Word. And yes. Bolt was actually working for uh, Mr. S. So he was getting quite a bit of attention as well. So it was kind of fun to see him helping people out. I guess you were saying Loki had a nice little encounter with him. So. Yes, Loki was fortunate enough by asking nicely and letting know how much he appreciated the the what's the safer podcast yeah loki got part of his anatomy signed by bolt <laughs> uh, and he cared to mention what part uh loki didn't tell me which part it was i mean one can guess mm -hmm. but yeah that that's how he described it to me quote i got part of my anatomy signed by bolt and i'm mm -hmm. like you lucky dog <laughs> <laughs> so um there, for Full Kit Gear was there. Full Kit, I've gotten to know um, one of the owners of Full Kit. I know both, but the one owner, Joe, is uh, from Provincetown out on the tip of Cape Cod. And they, uh, have a, yes. they have a small shop there that is really a, a cute little place, and they have a lot of great events out in, in P-Town. Yes. I'd recommend going out there for anybody who would like to have a place where they're comfortable with gay people, both you know, gays and lesbians. It's a wonderful environment. A lot of the businesses are mm -hmm. gay owned and run and you're accepted there and it's so nice. But he has a nice little king shop. Joe does a lot of his own latex work as well as some of his leather work and what they've done uh, two years ago is became affiliated with um, Vanson Leathers, which is one of the better leather houses that is out of Boston. And they are known in the industry as one of the best leathers that you can get, you know, along with Langlitz and some of the others from uh, the motorcycling community, uh -huh. the professional motorcycling yeah. community. Uh, he affiliated himself with them. So his booth was about a third filled with nothing but vans and jackets and things like that. Wow. So very pricey, but worth every penny. Those are competition weight leathers that you can literally ride with. They're, uh, there's nothing fake about those whatsoever. Um, I, I veiled myself when I was in P-Town the last time. They get, Since P-Town is pretty close to Boston, mm -hmm. people from Vanson actually sent some of their representatives in and were actually taking appointments to get measured for custom-made work. Cool. It was nice because what they do is I, I had that done, 
and they waived the fee. There's a fee that usually goes along with that, and they were doing it for free, and now they have my measurements on file. So if I would ever want another one, I just tell them what I want, and they would pull the measurements and then ask me if I had anything that needed changing. So Up, update the waist size. Yep. Yeah, as that, as that changes through the years. Yeah, knock wood, I won't do that because it'll <laughs> upset the recorder. But uh, I did that with Rubio, and uh, yeah, I did that with Rubio, and he was. I took some of my existing gear that he'd already made for me because he likes to use that as a pattern mm -hmm. for new stuff he makes. And he's been known to take things off his rack and mark them and set them aside. And I'm going, but you could sell that, you know, but now you've just put it aside to make something for me. So I brought my own gear. Unfortunately, my, my measurements haven't changed. He was real Good. pleased. So he took those back with him. They're out of, uh, I believe... Borough they're in in the New York area, they're in one of the boroughs out there. A very nice couple, and they do some very good quality work. Now, what wasn't Rubio, the the owner of Rubio, wasn't he the one who dove through a rack of his own? No, that was somebody else. No, what that who that was is yeah, that happened at my very first IML. I had a, um, a latex jacket. It was. That was the owner of E7 Gear, who unfortunately oh. did not go to IML this year. Ooh. This is the first year he oh, did wow. not attend. I did contact him shortly before I went to see if he was going to be there, and he was in Paris. So he was attending, I guess it was a fetish event over there, and he was going for personal not for business, so to speak. So he, he was, he was going time. to enjoy gay Paris. Exactly, exactly. So he was not there. But yes, that story was an old one with IML <laughs> where he saw me in a latex jacket that I had had made by Black Style. It was a custom-made piece that they had made, and he really liked it. And he wanted to talk to me the evening he saw me at one of the functions. I was with a friend, and not much was going on. We decided to turn in early and... You know, get an early start the next morning. So we headed up to the elevators. Well, it was just about that time that he saw us and he wanted to talk to me, but he saw, huh, two guys headed for the elevators going upstairs. Now we won't yeah. bother them. So he didn't bother to to talk to me. Well, the next day, which was Monday, I think, the last day of, of IML, I'm walking by and I hadn't even really gone into his booth. Uh, I kind of, you know, I'm a heavier guy, and I thought, well, there'd be nothing in there to fit me anyway. Right. And come to find out, he does all custom work, so he, uh, and he doesn't charge an upcharge for it. So if you want something custom made, you'll still pay a price, but there's not the extra upcharge that goes with it. But anyway, I was passing by, and he caught sight of me just walking in the aisle, and he couldn't get to me. It was so full. He literally dove through. He had a table with his stuff on it and things hanging in, over the top of it. He literally dove through that to grab my arm. And I was just so stunned because I'm looking down. Here's this really hot guy. And he goes, were you the guy with that jacket last night? And I meant, you mean this one? He goes, yeah, that's the one. And that's how I got to know him. So it was a very stunning thing. But we've been friends ever since. And I've done quite a bit of business with him. So that's one of my IML, my fun IML stories. And you are... I know this makes for wonderful radio, but you are sporting a new three inches high gold on two inches. No silver on silver. Well, that must be the the lighting in here that's that's yellow. But and you got that from Tribal Sun. Tribal Sun. That's uh, another wonderful vendor that comes frequently to IML. 
they are, um, it is two guys, they're partners, I believe. They're out of the Florida area, and they are into silver jewelry. I believe the partner does a lot of the work as far as the design work goes. Mm -hmm. They both have input into it, but the one prefers to be on the road more than the other one does. So he will go out to these events and sell, and they have a lot of very heavy pieces. I mean, I have a bracelet that you could use as a weapon. It's so heavy. Um, it's a it's a, a sterling silver wrist cuff. So, uh, yeah, I've bought, and usually I pick up something from him just about every time. He comes to Claw, he comes to IML, and I believe he goes to, like, MAL and some of the others. So they, they get around, and they have a website. Um, I think, oddly enough, though, you can usually get a better deal from them if you go and see them in person. Yeah, you don't have to pay shipping and yeah, and, and all that fun stuff. And cute. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I, I believe his name is Peter. I think um, I don't know him as well, but yeah, he is. Uh, he's very muscular. He's, he has a very nice build. He uses that to his best advantage to show off his jewelry. Yes. So yes. he has a very usually wears a pair of tight jeans, his silver jewelry, and a smile. And, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no shirt. And, and no shirt. Yeah, ju ju just his fur. Oh, oh yeah, he's uh, he's very nice. And so they, they were there, of course, again, too. There's another business that is uh, a local business in Chicago there. They, I believe, are somewhere just over the uh, Illinois border in Wisconsin mm -hmm. called Obscure Belts. The guy is a... Uh, he likes to tinker, and he turned it into a business where he makes these unique belt buckles. That oh, have yeah, the, these the puzzle belt buckles. Yeah, yeah. that have these yeah. unique locking mechanisms. And he had a couple of new ones. I picked one up this year again, too, one of his. He didn't uh, He didn't have the pieces that I needed, so I, I paid for one and left the order with him. And he said he would put it in the mail right after the convention, and I got it Wednesday. So it was. he was very much true to <laughs> cool. his word. He has a website. It's obscurebelts.com. And it's a lot of fun to take a look at some of the wares that he has. Beyond that, uh, there's a leather company out of Minnesota that has been coming the last couple of years. I'm not off the top of my head, can't think of what their name is. But there's uh, one of the owners is Tynan Fox, who has done some public speaking. <laughs> He's a ginger out of uh, Minneapolis, uh, is into leather, is into latex, um, and as I said, he's been making a living as a, as a public speaker as well as getting into this business uh, venture of uh, this letter store out of Minneapolis. I so uh, I was going to say, getting back to full kit here, uh, Joe decided, Joe and Chip, the two owners decided they were going to spread out a little bit. And they opened a wonderful store in Chicago that they call their flagship store because it's probably about five times the size of the one in P-Town. It's huge, and it's well worth a visit if you're in Chicago. Is have a look at Full Kit. You should be able to go online and find out where well, they're located. When I am there in November, I still, I still want to make that happen. I, I will um, take a break from all of the rubber and <laughs> take a look at Full Kit. And uh, Full Kit usually comes to MIR too. Joe is into latex design. And he's starting to branch out a little bit. His line tended to be for smaller guys, but he's starting to see that there are a lot more bigger guys than smaller guys. So his 
size range is starting to open up a little oh, bit. Good. So there were there were some really nice pieces there. They're simple, but they're well made, and uh, it's well worth a look to go and see what he has. If you're looking for, you know, that first cat suit or a nice tight shirt or some shorts or a singlet or something like that, that's yeah. a great place to go. And especially with E7 not being there, yeah, it uh, they were very much missed. So just before I hit record. You were telling me, as part of the eye candy, you saw somebody that we didn't see last year, but you had seen several times before. Shuffles? <laughs> Tell the listeners the, the story of Shuffles. That That <laughs> is a nickname that was a friend of mine gave this gentleman. He is a local in Chicago there. He's a, a, an older Asian guy, and his kink is to be in basically a loincloth and shackles. And so because of the shackling, and I mean, they're heavy, and you can hear them coming because it's clanking. And the uh, the one friend baptized him uh, ch- shuffles because that's how he walks, because that's the only way that he can get around with these shackles. But you will always see him there at IML. He usually comes to MIR. I've seen him at a lot of the different functions. You will see all kinds of types at, at IML. The... the uh, Everything from older to younger. There are a lot more women who are coming to IML than there used to. When I went the first year, I remember talking to uh, the owners of Rubio's, which are a married couple. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is the creative one who does the manufacturing, the sewing. She's the business end of things. Mm-hmm. And I asked her how she felt about being you know, in a situation like IML where it's all men and they're gay. And she said it took a little getting used to, but now it's, you know, she has no problem with it. Everybody's very nice. But now you go and there is a significant number of ladies. As I said, there were women there who had, were title holders. So it, it's broadening out. The, the crowd continues to grow. There's always, I don't know, I, I never hear the, the official, but I know it's in the tens of thousands. Yeah. A lot of them are just people who will come one day for shopping. They're not there for everything. Right. You know, there's always a core of people who come and stay for the whole thing. But because, you know, the shopping has gotten so well known, people will come into Chicago for a day to go shopping. You know, it's a, it's a $10 donation. The donations all go to the Leather Museum and Archives in Chicago. Archives and Museum. Archives and Museum. They go to that. And, and they do very well at 10 bucks a pop to get in. So Yeah. And I... I need to, that, that's another thing I want to do when I'm there in November is go to the archives and, you know, because I've seen pictures of it online, mm-hmm. but I, I want to see the museum. And I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but if so, it's been a while. So everybody gets the story again. A while back, I went to a secondhand leather shop that is near Detroit. And I was there just browsing around, and I had, you know, a bit of a budget, but, you know, I went there with the intention to pick up something. I wasn't sure what I was going to get there, but I was like, I've got some mad money. I can pick up some stuff. This is Noir Leather, right? Yes. Might as well mention yeah. them. I mean, they're, we gotta, we got to support these businesses, yeah, too. No, no, it, yeah, Noir Leather in Royal Oak, right by the railroad tracks. And so I went in there. I was looking at the belts. Maybe I'll get a nice studded belt. And I saw a belt for Mr. Detroit Eagle 95-96. And my jaw dropped. I need to rescue this. I need to take it out of this store 
before somebody who doesn't appreciate leather history <laughs> grabs it. And so I got it, picked up, brought it to the counter, and the guy said, you know, there's a vest that goes with it. I'm like, oh, my credit cards are going to hate me, but I can't, I can't break up the set. I, I absolutely cannot break up this set. So, yeah, I bought the belt and the vest that I will never wear <laughs> because I did not win that title. And it it feels, I mean, they fit me, but it feels wrong to have them on my body. Mm-hmm. And I've been contacting the older leather guys that I know in the Detroit area and I have not been able to come up with a name to go with that. And that's what I want. I wanted to have a name to go with them when I donated them to the archive, because that's, that's where they belong. They belong at the leather archive. And I wanted to come up with a name. I wasn't able to do so. If any of the listeners happen to have a connection and know who was Mr. Detroit Eagle 9596. And I don't know that it fed to any other any other contest. I know it did not feed to Mr. Michigan Leather because I contacted those guys and they said, no, it didn't feed that. And who I would really want to contact would be the Detroit Eagle, but they folded in 2010, so I can't do that. And... I have to assume the guy passed away who had that and that it got sold and ended up at Noir through the estate sale. And the people at Noir that day did not have information of who sold it to them. But they, they knew it was a set, and I'm mm-hmm. glad they knew it was a set. So, yeah, that's... So, yeah, next time I'm in Chicago, that's coming with me, mm-hmm. and along with the receipt and, you know... Can you prove fair market value for the, this donation? I'm like, yes, I absolutely can <laughs> prove fair market value for it. And so I can write that off on my taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was online. I was looking at, you know, who won. And a pup won Mr. International Leather really? this year. Interesting. Yeah. I don't recall his name. And I'm a bad, I'm a bad leather gay for doing that. Mm-hmm. I know that... Mr. Alaska Boot Boot Black, Mr. Alaska Boot Black won Mr. International Boot Black mm-hmm. this year, and that the gentleman who blacked my boots for the first time, Fuzzy Buns, competed again. Mm-hmm. And according to Boot Punk, uh, Fuzzy Buns has been competing sev- for several years. More power to him. Yeah, keep keep rocking it. Their uh, contest is a little bit different because I think they actually set up a boot blacking station, and these yes. guys actually do boot blacking so they can be observed. It's yeah, it's one part te- one part of its technique. One part of it is how many boots you can do during the contest period, which mm-hmm. is just Friday and Saturday, so that they can enjoy Sunday, mm-hmm. and then there's. I think there's also a Pex and Personality bit of an interview. One serious question, one silly question. And <laughs> we have one of the international Mr. Boot Blacks in Lansing Park. Mm-hmm. Boot Punk won that title in 2008. Nice. Yeah. And I, 
I found that out by looking at the back of his vest on First <laughs> Friday. I'm like, oh, oh, you actually, wow, okay, cool. So we've got a high-quality, internationally recognized boot black. I've known that. He's done yeah. some of my boots, he and his partner both, and they both do a very nice job. So I, I'm always very happy to put the care of my boots into their hands. They do a really great job. And so if you need to have your boots get, get a once-over, swing by First Fridays. I'm trying to recall what I talked about yesterday about First Friday. And that I one thing I did that I didn't mention last time that I did want to mention, I a gentleman was there in an IML t-shirt Okay. Uh, at First Friday. I believe he knows one of the members, uh, but I stopped and chatted with him and gave him my card, and perhaps he is listening to this podcast right now. Hello, you know who you are, um, and asked that he come back, and uh, Loki said he would print up uh, ten flyers uh, that we can post around the bar to try and get it out there more, and yeah, keep it going, keep it happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, next podcast will be uh, in two weeks, and hopefully I will have the energy to go to number six dungeon when that happens and be able to recap that. Been asking members of Lansing Paw if they can swing on by so that they can share their expertise on spandex, on boots, on appearing in adult films for pay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can only, you know, relay my amateur pornography experiences. I'd like to know how professional is different. On that note, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, and or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes and Google Play. Our theme music is Hot Spot by Fox, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Plus. We're your hosts, Sir Arcane. And we're to 69. Lancey Mike is no longer here, but we are all wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Night. Night.